This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, L-L-C. Today is Sunday, October 2nd, 2022, and having recorded the Batman 1989 30th anniversary retrospective back in 2019 on my channel, and in 2020, I got out for you the release of the Batman the Batman Forever, Batman Forever 25th anniversary, I think now is the ideal time to release the Batman Returns 30th anniversary retrospective. Batman Returns is dark, depressing, and violent. Due to the nature of the character, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but with this movie, it's done to the most very extreme level. This movie is not for children. Children. I don't remember the first time I saw this because I, because I was in the single digits of the time of its release. This is my one this is one of my least favorite of all the Batman movies but I can understand but I can understand if you like this movie more than I do This movie is ambitious that's right this movie is ambitious but gloomy one big huge huge one big, huge problem I have with this movie is that Batman is barely in this movie. Batman is barely in the majority spots of this movie. It's mostly showing just the villains a lot. Batman's not in it enough at all. Vincent Chevelli? Vincent Chevelli is as one of the bad guys for the Penguin, the Organ Grinder. Vincent Schiffelli is the bad guy, the Organ Grinder, who portrays the double, who plays, who portrays the 007 James Bond villain, Dr. Kaufman, in the James Bond movie, Tomorrow Never Dies, from 1997. While also, Christopher Walken is in this movie, he is actually the main villain, Max Zorin, in the James Bond movie, A View to a Kill, from 1985. So both Vincent Civielli and Christopher Walken get to be both in Batman movies and Bond movies. Similar to Tim Burton, Christopher Walken, the man, the, the real person, Similar to Tim Burton, Christopher Walken, the man, scares the HELL out of me. One of the paragraphs 
sorry, not paragraphs. One of the photographs, one of the photographs, photographs in Max Schreck's office depicts him with Arnold Schwarzenegger, who would later play Mr. Freeze in the fourth of the original movies, Batman and Robin in 1997. I find that very interesting that they showed a picture of of Arnold Schwarzenegger next to Max Schreck in his office picture. And then later play the the uh, Batman villain two movies later. All right, I'm just making sure I'm not missing any of my notes. Yeah, I so said due to the nature of the character, it's not necessarily a bad thing. But the movie, it, it, this one is done to the most very extreme level. Okay. I can understand if you actually like this movie more than me. So it's either it's either really liked or really not liked type of thing. All right, next. I don't think Max Shrek. I do not think Max Shrek should have been in this movie. They should have took him out of the movie and just had the uh, and just had the other villains instead of him being a third one. Max Shrek was created specifically for the film. That doesn't come off as a surprise. Max Shrek was created specifically for the film. Now to talk about Danny DeVito version of the Penguin. Here we go. I did not care for the Danny DeVito version of the Penguin. For reasons you might imagine why. I prefer the TV show Gotham version of the Penguin. Or the version from the Batman 2022. That was the one directed by Matt Reeves and with... uh, um, Robert Pattinson as Batman. I I like either prefer the TV show Gotham version of the Penguin or the version from the Batman with Colin Farrell as the Penguin, who's almost unrecognizable, who's pretty very pretty much unrecognizable in the role. Yeah, Colin Farrell was that was some makeup for Colin Farrell for that and unrecognizable. Pee Wee Herman. Tequila! Pee Wee Herman plays Penguin's father in the beginning of this movie when he throws him into the water there with his with his wife. They both throw him in. Pee Wee Herman plays the Penguin's father in the beginning of Batman Returns, and Penguin and then Pee Wee Herman comes back to play the Penguin's father again in the Gotham Gotham TV show from the 2010s. Pee Wee Herman. Doesn't wear boots in this movie. Batman does not wear boots in this movie. They're they're Air Jordan 6S. They're Air Jordan 6S. Con- Air Air Jordan 6S connected to an upper connected to an upper an upper which gives the the boot like feeling. Batman's body armor. Yes, right. The body armor in the film is also connected to a pair of Air Jordan 6S. This is the only, only live-action Tim Burton slash Joe Schumacher Batman movie that does not feature any any flashbacks at all of a young Bruce Wayne. There were fla- uh, flashbacks of a young Bruce Wayne in Batman 89, Batman Forever, 
95 and Batman and Robin, but there's not one single flashback of a young Bruce Wayne at all in Batman Returns, which I thought to be very interesting. Wait, I'm trying to read my own. Uh, I'm trying to read my own handwriting. Michael Keaton is also. Wait a sec. I'm really having a hard time reading my handwriting. There's, oh, hold on a sec. Okay, Bat. Uh, Michael Keaton is also one of the only of of the four original movies. This is the only one in which his character. Oi, vey. Let me read the part I can still read, and then I'll try to go back to it. Keaton, Keaton revealed that his favorite scene was his character smiling at smiling at the tattooed strongman strongman after putting him after putting the BOMB on him. I'm trying to read my handwriting in this one part. Hold on. Uh, let's see. It's only also one of the also okay also of the four of the four original movies. This is the only one in which the in which the oh here we go. I found it. Okay. Of the original four of the four original movies, this is the only one in which in which the opening credits in which the opening credits does not does not feature or use the Batman logo or any ver ver variation of it. So basically what I'm trying to say there is in Batman 89, there was some kind of bat signal to start up the opening credits, and then they had those like digital-like opening bat credits in Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, but according to this, there was no, of the four original movies, there was no opening credits of a, of a Batman, of a Batman uh, feature or use variation of the Batman logo. That's what I wanted. To, that's what I was trying to read through the handwriting. Okay, now back to the thing I said about uh, Michael Keaton's actual favorite scene. Michael Keaton revealed that his favorite scene was his character smiling at the tattooed strongman, strongman after putting the BOMB on him. This is the only sequel to one. I'm sorry. Yeah. But t this is the only sequel to, to to one of Tim Burton's own movies. No, this is. Uh, it's very, I've only said the time of this recording, unless they make a bad, uh, Beetlejuice 2 one day. This is the only sequel to uh, Tim Burton's. Uh, this is the only sequel to to Tim Burton's own own personal uh, Tim Burton's own films. That Tim Burton. Direct, directed himself. The only, yeah. Let me, let me try to say that again. It's the only sequel to one of his own films that Tim Burton directed himself. Got it. All right. <laughs> Sometimes my own handwriting can be very uh, difficult to read. 
Batman and... A burden, rather. Tim Burton, Tim Burton and Michael Keaton prefer, prefer this movie to the first one. I could see why for a lot of reasons. Keaton said that the sequel spoke to me more and that he greatly enjoyed filming. In the original four Batman quad movies, Pat Hingle as Commissioner Gordon is given nothing to do and his relationship and does, and has no kind of real relationship at all with Batman. This would be fixed, improved upon, and made more of a thing better in better ways in Chris Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy and in the first Bat, The Batman, Matt Reeves as Robert Pattinson. The Gordon stuff are fixed more in those movies. And now for what I and now for what I actually like about this movie, Michael Gow as Alfred, he's always fantastic. I'm sorry. Fantastic for a different character. Let me restate that. And now for what I like about this movie. Michael Gow, Alfred, he's always solid. That's the one I want for him. Alfred, Michael Gow's Alfred is always solid in all four of the, of the, of these four original movies from the, uh, late 80s and all the 90s. Now, now, now I'm ready for the fantastic character. Michelle Pfeiffer is fantastic. Michelle Pfeiffer is fantastic, sexy, Sexy and terrific as Catwoman and is still many people's and is still many people's fa many people's favorite version of this of the character. Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, and Michelle and Michelle Pfeiffer looks incredible as Catwoman. Oh, and so much more. Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton is outstanding and awesome and awesome as Batman and Bruce Wayne. And it's so neat and cool that the Batmobile, the Batmobile, the same one from Batman 89 is also back featured a little bit in this movie Batman Returns. The Batmobile is back. I would, I would love to drive the Bat, Bat Batman 89 Batmobile. Which returns in 92's Batman Returns. Alright, I'm just going to scroll through my notes. Before I start to give the grading a, a greater rating and, and uh, my closing lines, I just want to make sure in my page of notes here that I didn't forget anything. Alright, so yeah, it's dark, depressing, and violent. It's not so bad that ba the Batman character is, uh, to the nature of the Batman character, but this movie is really so, uh, twisted and, and bizarre and very strange. Not for children. And that's what happened with MCD. Alright, I mentioned about, uh, the two, uh, the three villain, well, three, vi three villains of, uh, uh, Vincent Civelli as the organ, organ grinder, who was also in a Batman film, what I thought about the Christopher Walken stuff, what I thought of Danny Vito as the penguin, and what the alternative to that is. Talked about the Air Jordan's S, Air Jordan S for Batman's boots and armor. 
and a few bits of other trivia uh, that I had trouble reading, uh, but I got it all out. I think so far. Yeah, with the opening credits of the fat being only in the other movies and not this one. All right. All right. Now, after mentioning what I just said about Michael Keaton as Batman in the Batmobile, I just have to say the last few things I have to say about this is with this movie not being this movie. With this movie not being my cup of tea, I would have to grade, grade or rate this, my updated rating from other times, a 2.5, that's right, a 2.5 out of 4 Kazatska stars, or a letter grade of a C+. A C+. This is not one of the Batman movies that I would watch many times. It's in my lower tier Batmans, though I could really understand if there are some people, other people, that actually really do like this movie. It, for me, for me, it's one of these type of movies where you either really like it or you really don't type of thing. So yeah. All right. It actually took me longer times to write out the notes of these things than to actually record them. How about that for the work and the co- content? Taking longer to t- taking longer to handwrite all the notes of these episodes than actually recording them. It is, but it is what it is. Alright, I gave my grade rating, and so now, the last few things I just want to say is, tune in to the next solo episode, tune in to the next solo episode, same bat channel, same bat time, where I will be covering the, where I will be covering the Batman and Robin 1997 25th anniversary retrospective, that's right, oh yes. Support your local movie theater throughout and into the the 2030s decade because streaming is because streaming is just not the same thing. Uh, let's see the Catman, Incredible in the Catwoman costume featured the bat did was the only movie that did not feature the bat logo or any variation of it. Which I thought was very interesting for that part. Okay. And let's see. I said the part about... Um, what the next episode is going to be. And the... And supporting the movie theaters. And so... Yes. And here... We... Go. Everybody, everybody dance and have a good time. This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC, signing out.